0: Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel.
1: Hello! Hello, hello, how are you? Good. Since it's
0: Valentine's Week on General Hospital, I thought I'd start this episode by asking you, how is your Valentine's
1: Week? <laughs> <laughs> It was wonderful. I like the kids, they pick their own cards. So I got a a happy Valentine's Day sister card um, because there's a lovely bouquet of flowers on the top. Uh, Violet got me one that had a cupcake. And when you open it up, it says happy birthday. Oh, that's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) It's so like them, their little personality is so cute. And then flowers. And I got like a dozen donuts. So I'm as happy as can be. A dozen what? donuts. I'd be happy with a dozen donuts right now, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, Valentine's over here was, like, I tried to get it ready for the kids, like, getting their cards and, like, little cute gifts that I got. And then me and Johnny decided, why don't we do our cards in the evening? Because we didn't have it ready. Like, we almost even thought <laughs> we doing cards for each other this year. And so we were doing our, our like, exchange of cards and Jackson's still awake And he won't stop, like, trying to reach for the card. And I'm like, stop it. Because on the card, it says, like, in the envelope, it says husband. I'm like, are you my husband? He's like, we... (laughs) So what I was laughing at was that we both ended up getting each other pug cards. Like, we're such losers. Like, we have pugs and we're like, like, anyways. And then I was dying of laughter. Like, his card like brought me to tears laughing because in it he's like trying to write all this like lovey-dovey stuff and then he makes a typo and writes I do need one day a year <laughs> to tell you how special, <laughs> rather than like I don't need a special day <laughs> to tell you how amazing you are and I just oh. loved it I loved it I don't know I, I that just made me laugh so I think the laugh was amazing to, to get that kind of giggle. But also I got chocolates, of course. And then he bought himself like a small chocolate. So I kind of said, you're welcome. That's for <laughs> me. To you? No, no, no. Okay, I did get him a gift. On top of the card, because we bought cookies earlier this week, these heart-shaped chocolate chip cookies. And yeah. so um, technically the last one, we were supposed to split it in half. So his gift was, I didn't eat his half. I ate my half today. And I actually <laughs> didn't eat his so I was like, happy Valentine's Day. You gave I him a you. broken
1: heart and half-eaten cookie, all right?
0: <laughs> yeah. That, that's Valentine's until the kids get a little older or stop sucking the life out of us and allowing us to sleep <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ten years in, and children, welcome to Valentine's Day. <laughs> Speaking about somebody
0: who's got nothing left oh. inside of her, Alexis. <laughs>
1: I love
0: that transition. (laughs) So I'm a little disappointed about this story. I mean, obviously, when she meets this handsome guy at the bar, for sure he was going to end up being the therapist. And the hope is they're going to have some interactions going forward. But the, but the thing is, I was thinking, you know, I, I prefer her move on romantically than yes. having be her therapist, like give an opportunity for them to have something. So I was happy at first when he's like, do you want me to give you a referral? You know, like just take a referral, start fresh with someone that you don't know. But then she comes back into the room. So now... It looks like she's going to be working with him. So I don't know what that means for, like, a romantic thing between them.
1: I feel like it'll happen maybe down the line, even though that's super weird. It seems to be what they're... Because person- nobody has Port any Charles. ethics in for Charles, basically. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but I was hoping the same thing, that she'd have an opportunity for normal love. But it's uh, Alexis, so no
0: <laughs> and and you know how not normal I think it's gonna be it was the moment they met in the bar and he mentioned his his interest in Russian history yeah so that's, that's how not normal I think it is but I did think he was insightful he kind of summed up because how long was she seeing Kevin for and in the first session he kind of summarized to her why being with like messed up manipulative men felt good was because it reflected safety to her based on how her father I was like well he's really good so on that front maybe she does need to see him but repair with izzy on instagram said the new therapist is kind of cute though i completely agree which is why we're hoping maybe for something a little bit more and me cmpk said i mean you saw them when coming yeah we kind of did hoping he can help her sort through her past relationships and not the creepy cult guy. So I'm all for her new therapist helping her. And so not Shiloh as much as Christina would love it that way. I don't want it that way.
1: Well, okay. The funniest part, Alexis, I love Alexis's interactions with Christina at this point in time and Sam when they're having their day together. (laughs) So funny. Okay. So what did you think when, you know, Christina is really pushing hard for Alexis to go to DOD and I love how Alexis responded, and that there was no bite, no fighting, no biting, no fighting. I <laughs> hope oh, there's no fighting. <laughs> and that you know, she said she Alexis wants to take a more conventional um, route in terms of like getting to the bottom of how she's feeling and why she's feeling a certain way. And Christina tried; she really tried hard. Like she is brainwashed, drinking that Kool Aid. Like she is doing it hundred percent. But she backed down at some point. I thought that was quite mature of her.
0: Yeah, I think it was important that she backed down because I think if you're going to learn anything from being in that cult at the very least is find what works for you. And the whole <laughs> point is,
1: <laughs> well, Taylor, you're culting. <laughs> Well,
0: for her anyway, like that, that's sort of the response she's been getting was whatever works for you, Christina. So that's what she wants. She wants people to accept that this works for her. So I think the only fair thing to do. Is accept what works for her mother and she is working on it it's like I don't know it's one thing if she was like hey mom like I really want us to continue working on our relationship and I think that they can ultimately do that it doesn't always have to be in the context of a seminar but I do think it's a little strange that she's insisting that her mother show up to seminars so her mother can publicly work out her like relationship issues with men that part I'm like okay
1: yeah it's very weird However, there's one person that she does not want to invite to DOD, and she wants to kick her butt to the curb.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Like, there's a lot of jealousy there, and even on the Valentine's you know, episode, it's sort of like if looks can kill, Christina would just have one sister left. Um, she's not liking the fact that one, Sam is available, and Shiloh is super interested in her sister. Like, super ill. Like, all of it is so ill. I don't even know what to think. But what's, like, What's odd to me is, what
1: did Jason figure out? I really wish he would share. <laughs> I know. It's very confusing because I felt like I missed something. Like, I rewound no, did I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> didn't miss anything.
0: It was the, the most uninformative conversation I've ever seen. Like, we help people. It's community. Cop comes in. And I'm just like, what? Like, she, like, the girl Harmony gave nothing away. And then calls Shiloh. And Shiloh is all oh, you know, Jason, if you have information, come straight to, like, if you have questions, come straight to me. But I'm just like, what is happening? Like, he didn't get anything. Like, the information (laughs) she told Jason could have been found in a pamphlet somewhere. But apparently Jason came back knowing exactly how DOD works, and it's his job, like, and he's going to find a way to take them down. I believe that Jason will do this, and so do a lot of other people. Um, so Morlock.Debbie says on, from Instagram, um, between Jason and Sam, they got this. Dawn of day is going dark. I love that. <laughs> like, like Dawn of day is going dark should be the promo on the week that they take it down. Like yeah. that would be amazing. I love that line. And I completely agree with this one. M Janestra says Jason is Batman and Superman wrapped into one.
1: Yeah oh that. my gosh um also All Halloween. that's what he should be <laughs>
0: he would never dress up
1: <laughs> hey you never know because jason did buy roses that was
0: really sweet i like the roses i probably could have done without the whole
1: florist story oh i loved it well what did he say oh my gosh i hope i remember well, because he went to the flower lady
0: <laughs> the reason why is that she wasn't of any help so at that point i was like okay <laughs> she was the most unhelpful florist but you on the other hand are good at choosing flowers yeah that was really so (laughs) that was that was really sweet so i don't know like it it seemed like this big deal that sam was going to the valentine's day party but i mean she did show up for five minutes got felt up in the face (laughs) and then left and still had time to go have some fun with jason Wait, wait!
1: I forget oh, no. all that. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing to her. Well, I don't. I didn't know how to classify it in my brain. But how you said it was perfect. <laughs>
0: I mean, whatever. She packed a lot of punch in a short stay at a party. But, I mean, she also didn't stay very long and neither did Valerie. And I think it was a huge step for Valerie to show up given the last interaction they had. And she's trying to make things right. She's also trying, I guess, to, like, reestablish her friendship with Christina, but also try to establish boundaries it seemed like. Hey, let's be friends and just friends. And I miss you. But, like, I I love how Valerie she was this like <laughs> super annoyed look to Christina when she's like trying to be like, I want to spend time with you. And then Christina runs off, be like, Oh my God, for sure. Like, I have a TEDx seminar. Is that would be great <laughs> for you? And I'm just like, I love that look because it looked like a common look, like, Oh, you want to hang out with your friend, but your friend just wants to recruit you in the cult. It's just, I felt so like poor. Like, I mean, there were so many red flags, I think, to Christina of I lost my friend. Like, it was really sad, like the way that she was looking at Christina because she's like, Christina is so lost. She's not even present with me. She won't stop selling this cult to me. That, like, I don't actually think that I'm going to get my friend back. Even though I took a risk coming here. I think, like, she's gone.
1: And then she hugged her. And it was, like, kind of a goodbye hug. Like, it, know, was weird. A goodbye it was a goodbye
0: hug. It was very weird. It was <laughs> a goodbye sad. hug. And, I mean, you know that, like, in doing this podcast more because we're doing it, I really, really try not to look at spoilers because I like to just, you know, have our conversations. But I did hear that Val is going to be leaving to another soap opera. And I don't
1: blame her because they don't really,
0: they don't really, I mean, if it's true, like, they don't use her.
1: I was really hoping that she was going to be Christina's love interest.
0: I think, like, you know, a lot of people were, like, I think that was the seeds that they were planting. But, yeah, so... Maybe that goodbye was more than just like goodbye to my relationship with Christina, but like bye-bye. bye bye, <laughs> bye. Later. <laughs> okay, so like, so we're still moving forward with the whole cult storyline. But this is my thing here. I love Spinelli, and anytime he can be in the show, like all the thumbs up in the world. But the thing is, he keeps flying in to to like provide information that could have been <laughs> sent in an email.
1: Like oh, he keeps flying in.
0: <laughs> right. He keeps flying in and is like, here's some information I may have, but I don't have enough to confirm that this is anything. <laughs> and that's what's been happening like a couple of times over. Like he discovered that there was a partner harmony. Did he discover anything malicious about it? No, that there was just a partner in Beatrice Cornher and that she's not she didn't come to Port Charles. And then now he discovers that like Shiloh could have been murderous. But he doesn't, like, have proof of that. So I'm like, okay, Spinelli, can you just hack harder and maybe find something, like, more? Like, I feel like more? it's his game.
1: He's too invested bit, yeah. in, in Sam and Jason doing it than the actual case that he's working on.
0: <laughs> in this whole plan, Carly, obviously she knows because Jason told her what the plan was. And I love, like, her interaction with Sam. I love it when they're bonding. But now you know, Carly is letting Sam know that she knows what's going on. She's trying to get information about Christina. Um, she's worried about her too. And so I love their conversation about the cult because I do think it's important that she know And I, and they kind of like widen the story by including the fact that The charity work through the school that Joss was doing involved DOD. So there's my thing again. Once again, not only did Oscar live there, he participated in charity work that was associated with DOD, and he's, like, not connected to the story right now. And then finally this week, Drew interrupted them. And so then Carly was encouraging him to, like, find out more of this Shiloh guy.
1: What I thought was funny, so you're talking about the scene with, like, Drew, Sam, and Carly, like, at the bottom. Okay, so all I kept thinking in my head is, robot Drew. Robot, Drew. (laughs) (sighs)
0: Yeah, like, I find, and we'll we'll get to it in a bit, but I find like he shines more in the context of Franco. Like, that was the first time this week I found like Drew came back to life. And I mean, we can't forget that he's dealing with heavy stuff too. But still, it's just, you know, it's nothing special. And so even like the whole Shiloh scene. So you have Drew, this is how the story originated, was that Shiloh had a past somehow with drew this is how this whole cult thing started and then and then drew is like lost in the shuffle here and so we we finally get him back into the fold back into this storyline that started with him and it was very uninteresting like drew's board of shiloh He's like, I don't even remember why I'm here. Was it it's Christina so that was in trouble? My son doesn't get here anymore. Oh. Am I supposed to care about this still? And I mean, all we got from it from the audience is letting us know that ultimately Drew has more information than he realizes and that Shiloh is happy that Drew won't remember. So so now there's a clue that there's like more stuff we don't know. Absolutely. So, it's so it's long as long as we're all on the, the same page that there's more things about Shiloh and the sculpt. That we don't know.
1: It's just like the like you said. Like Drew just looked bored on the scene, and <laughs> Shiloh just looked like I'm gonna overact the sinister look. And- yes, he was extra sinister this week. Mm-hmm. He was a little bit
0: extra with with all of that, and he tried to get all up like in Jason's face, like trying to get macho with Jason. And I was yeah, like, go. I don't. know It's not working. Have you seen him? And what do you know about Jason's path and his journey? Like honestly, Shiloh, be quiet.
1: It was embarrassing. Like, I'm like, do not embarrass yourself in front of Jason with all this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I don't know. I just find it a little laughable that he's like, I have a shot with Sam. And what was, okay, so that's the thing with Shiloh. He has a sinister look. So, and we also have the words that Spinelli said is that he's, he's potentially murderous. And so we know that there's obviously a darker side to him for sure. But when he gets upset, when he realizes that Sam is leaving because of Christina, he then gives Christina the death stare. And then goes on to be like, oh, it's okay, Christina, you're not enlightened. You just did level one.
1: Pay me money. Pay me money. Right.
0: Right. (laughs) All comes back to money.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And he thinks the services that he provides is equivalent to, like, heart surgery.
1: I was, like, I was laughing. And Christina's just eating everything that's coming out of his mouth.
0: And I mean I get it. Your 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 mental health and your well being is, is just as important as your physical oh, health. But at the of same course. vein, I'm like, this is coming out of Shiloh. So I'm like, exactly. no, I'm even you're just totally manipulating that. But anyways, he's a complete poo. And hopefully we're gonna <laughs> get a clue soon. I would just like to know one bad thing about him. I'd want I want some detail. I agree. Just, thing, just a little bit. Just a little a bit. Tidbit.
1: Exactly. A little snack.
0: Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, okay, so there was um There was a lot this week, and let's just kind of jump into it. So last week I had said, like, after the Franco arrest and everything, I had said, I wish that they would show, like, the impact on the boys. We got it. Yes, that's so true. I was really Ah. happy about that because, you know, i just getting sort of, like, the full story. So as usual, Elizabeth is focused on the younger two kids, and Cameron comes home, and she often doesn't take a minute to, like, check in with him and say hello she usually kind of jumps at him and that's sort of like their dynamic a little bit because I think like she always says that you know like Cameron needs more support and I forget because he's so good at taking care of himself and so Cameron has this weird role where he's like a son slash dad figure to his brothers sometimes and slash like partner so it's kind of like Elizabeth expects him to sort of be an equal in terms of like Parenting responsibility, sort of like caring for the boys and being where you're supposed to be But at the same time he doesn't always get the same freedoms as an adult So it's, it's it's very like messy between the two of them and leaves a lot of room for conflict which we
1: saw So Cameron went at her and I was really surprised because I know that Cameron can play a certain role and when he's angry He's really good at at, at How do you say like channeling that anger mm-hmm. and being a really good actor and everything um, and I was Kind of surprised at how Elizabeth handled it, like in a good way. What do you mean? <laughs> tell like me she how ended... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so maybe it's just because I'm tired, but no, you know, she she basically was saying like, yes, I understand who he is, and and I'm not just believing him because he said so, but that don't always believe what people tell you. Like just because everybody's saying this doesn't mean it's true. And I'm standing up for like the fact that I love you guys, and I wouldn't put you in this situation if I think that if I thought that he was a murderer. Right. And, and I know it's I, weird, but... it, it was a weird
0: conversation to have. And I agree with what you're saying. And I love that you're pointing it out that way. The thing when, when Cam said that, I was like, man, because I'm pretty sure like, let's, let's take away the Franco arrest altogether. There is always that fact that remains that Franco was once a serial killer. And she's like, I'm going to date you, come live with me. And so I think in a way she might've thought she was past that conversation because Jake seemed to know, like, already knows that Franco did bad things before. Obviously, her boys knew they can Google Cameron is old enough to know this history. But because there was so much good behavior and so much positive interaction, I'm guessing mm-hmm. you never thought that that would come to bite her or that that fact wouldn't be thrown at her that way. Because in, in a way, it's like, it's. I get it. It, It's just so messy. And this is why I love it. And this is why I love that they have this like a mess of a conversation because Franco is good. And Cameron and Franco did have a truce and he is a good person and he did change. But then there's that reality that your son is saying something that's also true. You let a serial killer come into that house. It's still true. And this is like the point of these soap operas is just that Things are so messed up, but there's so many layers. Like when you say it out loud, it's insane. But there's so <laughs> yeah. much gray area in between him being a serial killer and actually getting into Elizabeth's house. So honestly, I kind of thought that she was they were past that point and that would never be a discussion, but then all of a sudden it was. And what do you say to that? Like how do you I know. how do you what do you say to that? Because Cameron is wrong because Franco didn't do this, but he's also right in asking that question. And maybe it's a question he's had whether or not Franco did like got arrested or not like it that's just felt like he say. was he was sitting on that
1: like waiting no absolutely. to kind of say that I felt the same way that regardless he obviously never had the conversation with her it was just kind of like this is the new situation let's roll with it and that's why he had to me such a hard time with Franco being incorporated into the yes. family. so it's like now he had a yes. chance you know what? You're
0: totally, of course it makes sense, but that's why he was uncomfortable. with the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. but, but you're right. He never said it out loud that that was the reason. And so it, I think like now that we're talking, I think it is good that, that Cameron did get to say it out loud. And obviously Cameron doesn't know that he's wrong. And I'm just hoping that over time he builds that, you know, because Joss is still building it too, but I'm hoping he builds that like Carly Joss gut, where they can listen to themselves despite how loud it is out there because this is one of those situations where it's extremely loud out there and everyone's telling you one thing and this has got to be one of those times where you like have to listen to yourself it's just that he's, he doesn't know and this is yeah. this is why i i like the ryan storyline i know a lot of people want it to be over but this is the reason i like it because you have big storylines like the bigger parts of it which is murder people, death, that we don't like, all those things happening. But what I'm loving, and this is why I liked The Arrest of Franco, is that Mm -hmm. it creates so much relational damage between people. Like, this is what I love. Like, this is the kind of (laughs) aftermath that I think is going to be amazing. Because, yes, you have these horrific things, and you have a nurse that's killed. But that's, you know, it kind of fades away. But that's the thing. Like, now you have Cameron, who has to, you know... How is he going to deal with realizing that Franco was good all along? You know, or realizing that he was wrong in such a big way. And how, what's going to happen in the family? Like the fracture that's being created between Elizabeth, Lulu, and Laura at this moment. So this is what I'm liking is that there's just so much on a relationship level that's happening that I think is like really going to be interesting for us moving forward. So while Cameron and Elizabeth is having... (laughs) This awkward discussion she brings down the rest of the boys and she is saved by the bell and she has a little bit of backup someone Which to kind of so give her a little bit of
1: credibility yes. okay before we move on I just want to say this what you said was just like I love it you, we are such true soap fans, but I can like listen to you talk about this stuff forever. <laughs> you're not supposed to. You're supposed to respond. Like, I oh, know. We're this a like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> you're so
0: ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go like all like like completely mute <laughs> on the other and forgetting you're supposed to talk to me.
1: <laughs> no, I hear yes. Oh man. my
0: gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I love that Drew showed up for them and it's kind of like when he comes in in that moment and even just sort of, okay, compare the difference between him at the Metro Court with Carly and Sam and then him when he walks in and just does like a small gesture checking Cam's face. I'm like, oh wow, like I love you in this context a little bit more. Like I find he shined a little bit more in the non-Carly, Jason, Sunny world.
1: Oh, absolutely. And especially when he's around the kids, when he's around Oscar, like when he's around Joss, I just find he's like an, a different person. He has like more than one expression. Yeah,
0: like I, I really do. So, I mean, I, I loved him showing <laughs> up. I was just like, I love Drew's reaction to the kids. Like, how frustrated. You have <eight> Aiden <laughs> every five seconds. So, is that Lulu line? <laughs> <laughs> just all over, like, and I'm just like, this how do you even have this difficult conversation with all these different ages? Like this is I such know. a complicated topic, but they're still trying to talk about it. And I just love that he was there to just kind of support them, give them a little bit of attention and I don't know, give like a voice to a very unpopular opinion. And also deal with Cam. I love him with Cam. I really do. And I'm wondering what will happen. Like we don't know what's going to happen with the Oscar storyline, but I just wonder if
1: you know Oscar may
0: have that space with Drew if
1: Oscar isn't there. Oh wow, that's really interesting because he is close to them. He is like an uncle, dad, or
0: well, he he was more
1: of a stepdad to Cameron. But the thing is, what I was
0: thinking was that when Cameron was featured a lot when he was younger, like before they aged him, the closest person like the the, he was closest to um rick actually
1: oh interesting do you think it'll be like how franco was with kiki um drew will be with cameron
0: oh my gosh that would be so amazing because then that creates another similarity between drew and franco but i i would i personally would like that for at least for cameron's sake and for his character to have a stable person because i remember he was close with rick because rick helped him get emma <laughs> helped him in his <laughs> dating life when so it's so weird now because it's like they aged cameron and joss but they didn't age spencer and emma i know it's so bizarre <laughs> it's super gross i don't even want <laughs> to talk about it <laughs> but in terms of um of like drew visiting so island life is the life says this is a great storyline more interaction from the family with the kids is great exactly what i'm saying you know i love the relationship stuff and also You know, I I just like that the Weber boys and that family, they're just getting a lot more attention. The boys are doing such an amazing job. Um, (laughs) Elaine Marie 810 said, I love this scene with Drew and Liz's sons. I also love that Drew went to Jordan to stand up for Franco. He gave her food for thought, which we will talk about. I believe it to be a game changer on the focus of the investigation. These are the kinds of things I find endearing about Drew. A lot more love coming his way. Mikey says, what 81? I'm just glad everybody is starting to realize that Franco is innocent. Ryan is getting sloppy and that makes me happy. Um, <laughs> <I thought it> <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> what, oh, we also have Omari who said, I wish we have okay, more of these types of scenes. Wish more characters would interact all the time. I feel they always try to give these types of scenes to the Corinthos gang and not other characters. So it was a nice welcome scene. What do you think about
1: that? Oh, that, that was that's really interesting thoughtful. It is, because it is like the, sort of the usual suspects, the same people that's in for a questioning, the same people that's in giving their, you know, two cents or whatever. So it was nice to see Drew, nice and calm, factual, and just explaining his side of things and why he believes what he believes in and, Franco. And it was an interesting story because I wasn't watching when he was talking about that story, and I was just like so drawn in and on Franco's side, I'm already on Franco's side, but I was, like, pushed even further into, like, how he's a good person and changed.
0: Yeah, and I, and I, I agree with this person because it's true. We often see the relationship between more of the Corinthos people. If we do see any relationship stuff or working on relationships, it's the Davis girls. Yes. And Elizabeth never really had that platform. She was always the girl with the like ghost kids, you know, (laughs) like you see one, you see two. For a while, it was just Jake, (laughs) like this is the only one we care about. And then, but now all of them sort of have their place. And I find all the boys have their story. They're more, I guess, established in a way. And I hope it kind of keeps going like that. So now it's like we're actually getting to see like, more of a fully formed family, so I love that comment. It was super interesting. And the always funny at the Pretty Pixie on Twitter said this: "The Weber boys ask better questions than the PCPD." Oh my god, that totally killed
1: me. Let's get
0: them some shields. Port Charlie's Angels. Curtis can be their bossly, and they can meet at Charlie's. I threw that oh, last yeah. part in. She didn't say okay. my my, my addition <laughs> was lame. Their, their comments. but yeah so I that's the thing I love the boys they were super inquisitive and it was really challenging and it's like even though it was a really messed up topic it totally reflects what it's like dealing with children and their their
1: questions <laughs> Absolutely. Nice and I know that I brought this up last week that I was really an Elizabeth fan last week and I feel the same way this week yeah I don't hey, know what's happening here do you know what I think is happening They're
0: giving them more airtime. Like, at the end of the day, like, I have to admit, like, they have portrayed her in a certain way. They they have portrayed her in this sort of, like, incompetent mom role where she's constantly like, oops, did I mess that up again? And, like, sending her kids (laughs) off. Like, they did that. And she didn't really get much actual interaction with her kids. Like, we never saw the interaction. She talks about the interaction. So I just think we're getting to see a different side of things. And you know what? Maybe elizabeth's story is better told in her world and we often only get elizabeth sort of infiltrating other worlds like very so good she, point. you know like she's always sort of coming like clashing let's say with like carly or sam or all those things where they're the main story and she's trying to get a piece of that so now we kind of get her in her own life where she's not fighting for space and fighting to be important. She's just sort of is right now. And I think for
1: me, that's like the big difference with her. Oh my gosh, I agree. And I find that her character is stronger and maybe because she is getting more airtime, she has the ability to work on her relationship with her children. <laughs> <laughs> well, visibly.
0: <laughs> so we're, we, we're pro- basically, we're, if she's getting more airtime, we're getting a more well-rounded person, I guess you can say. Because we don't get a lot of her at the hospital anymore.
1: Because before that's she true? was all the hospital... Yeah, we did I mean, get if, a lovely scene with her at the jail. We did. We did. That's we one did. way to support your man. I loved her dress. And I thought it was completely adorable that she wanted to marry him in that moment. And that, okay, so <laughs> so they're going to get married. Drew, you know, he became a minister he started off the whole situation, and then they kind of did a close-up on Franco and Elizabeth, and I forgot Drew was there. <laughs> Me too, and then they pan
0: out at one part, and he's there, and he like starts talking, and I'm just like, right, right, but I thought the whole mm. thing was funny, you know how Franco is, he always adds the comedic element, and once again, you have Drew who kind of peps up, and who just, I don't know, shines a little bit more in, in the does. context of, of Franco, Um, so I definitely like that, and you know what, I agree with Elizabeth, like, I believe her when she says, you know, she doesn't necessarily want another wedding. I mean, she's had so many. She's had so many weddings. She's had so many almost weddings. At this point, the girl's like, I don't want to go through all those details. But the thing about Franco is that I felt like, are you being completely honest? Because he kept saying, you know, this is not the wedding of your dreams and he kept making it about her. But I felt maybe it was something about him. You know, he's worked so hard on reinventing himself and being this better person that I kind of felt that maybe he didn't, want to get married in the jail because that kind of goes against this whole other person he was trying to be. But I guess when you see like your faux brother with your fiance there and everything is kind of right and you have all the proper papers
1: (laughs) and whatnot, I'm hoping
0: (laughs) you just kind of go with it. So, I mean, Franco was pretty happy.
1: Yes. And I love that Drew said, you know, you're kind of like my little brother, um, that kind of annoys him, like that little speech that he made. And I was thinking of you when Franco made his speech. Because it reminded me of Joey's speech on Friends when he was writing it for Chandler and Monica. Oh, what, what, what was the two words you he kept repeating over and over? I, loving and trusting. I was, I was cracking up so hard. Like, I, I like, couldn't even but thought of him the whole the whole thing was
0: was super adorable. So at least we get that a lot of people were kind of like when is this wedding going to happen? So boom, they're married. So we have at least something positive that's happening even though he's in jail. So it, I don't think he's going to be in jail for all that much longer. So like that person commented and saying how like Drew went to go talk to Jordan I like that. That's when he started, like, Drew started, you know, I feel shiny a little bit when he was really explaining to Jordan why he feels that Franco didn't do it. And it clearly sort of hit a nerve with her. And notice how Curtis reappears when reason is needed.
1: (laughs) It's so true. It's
0: crazy. Do you know what's sad? Is that Jordan tried talking about the case more recently with um, the DA, and that's the thing. Like, aren't you supposed to kind of play devil's advocate and really toy and play with the evidence? When she tried talking to the DA. Is was like, wasn't the evidence there? Isn't it like she's not? Like they're not using like critical judgment. They're just sort of like, well, don't we have it? Like, she's just sort of pushing their theory (laughs) rather than trying to challenge it in the way that Curtis challenges her. And I'm glad that Curtis does that. But at the same time, I kind of wish that the female commissioner could kind of do her job without her husband.
1: Oh my God, I totally agree with that. And it's, yeah, I agree that she should be able to stand on her own two feet and make these decisions and say to the DA, you know, like you need to play the other side or you need to help me see what's different here. We're sticking out or missing.
0: But I even just make decisions, like make, like... Like, he's asking you, what is your gut telling you? Like, ask your gut. Talk to your gut, right? (laughs) You know, without being prompted. Like, ask yourself, does this make sense? Does it make sense that he did this? Repeat this over and over. The murderer plants evidence and tries to point the finger at other people. He has done this before,
1: So it looks like she believes that Franco is innocent and she's going to like work with Franco. I hope you don't tell the whole world and then tell Kevin and tell Laura and tell Lulu and put it on the newspaper.
0: (laughs) I was really, really worried that she would sort of tell like all the most important players, which would include Kevin, which would Mm -hmm. obviously be stupid. So I'm hoping not. Like I'm hoping this step is a step forward in actually catching Ryan. So there was like, okay, so yes, there was a happy moment for Franco when Elizabeth visited, but there wasn't a happy moment when Laura visited Franco. And that was quite like a really intense conversation between them, because this is exactly what I'm talking about, about relationships. Like, why wouldn't Laura believe her daughter? Obviously, you know? Exactly. Because, Because Franco, as Jordan and Curtis put it, is the obvious suspect. So they have a lot of reason to sort of to believe her and right now we're in a place where we don't think that Lulu is kind of motivated like she's indifferent towards Franco like yes they have a sordid past but honestly of all the characters she's never really been like I hate Franco I remember what he did to me she was just sort of like no opinion. True. So anyway, so there's no reason for Laura to doubt her daughter. And this is exactly what I'm talking about, is that people are saying words that they can't really take back. And there was a lot of that in that scene between them. And so, like I'm saying, in that conversation, you're thinking, why would Laura ever not believe Lulu? But then Franco kind of strikes a chord when he says, well, if that's the case, then, you know, Kevin is not who I thought he was.
1: And then she had a moment.
0: So I'm hoping that moment really takes her somewhere.
1: <laughs> that and the whole prenup thing. I I hope it takes her somewhere. <laughs> takes I her, have a
0: few forgotten. It takes her out. somewhere. But there was another moment that kind of stood out in that conversation to me. And it happened when Franco kept repeating over and over. First of all, I kind of liked his theory. It wasn't exactly insane or over the top when he said, You're right. Those details about what I did to Lulu were so vivid that wouldn't it be like easy to just superimpose his image to the killer? Cause that's not painful no. to remember. So I liked, I liked his, his theory, but <laughs> it was when he said, um, Lulu is wrong over and over and over. And part of me just stood back and I'm like, that's like her worst nightmare. Aside from being murdered, Lulu's worst nightmare is being wrong. And oh, my so, God, that's
1: hilarious. <laughs> I'm like,
0: what's going to happen? Like, obviously, she didn't intend to lie. But even without intent, the, like, whatever she was manipulated to say has caused so much damage. And that's never fun because it's kind of her <laughs> fault, even though it's not her fault. And ultimately, yeah. it'll come. Even though she was tricked into saying that, what are people going to say? Well, Lulu was wrong. And she's going to hate that. So so, I don't know. I found that super freaking amusing.
1: Uh, No, just me? Just me? Just me? I think that should be the title. (laughs) What? Of the podcast. Lulu was wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so this is, look, this is all I'm really going to say about Ryan this week. So his interaction on the roof with Ava kind of figured she'd come up and save Griffin. I don't really know how many lives she's ever saved. But he's one. I don't know if the safety pin really counts to patient six. I mean, all she did was hand him a safety pin. Jason did the rest. So I don't really count that as her saving him. So (laughs) she's trying to, like, ask Ryan, I think, for, like, help to clear Franco. And then he kind of, like, changes the subject on her. And then they get to the whole I love you. And all I kept thinking was,
1: does she love him or does she love that he loves her? Oh, 100% she loves how much he loves her cool
0: that's over so <laughs> so the announcement that could have went without being announced nina is getting married and nobody cares
1: oh my god okay <laughs> that is hilarious sorry i love that <laughs> you're you're,
0: <laughs>
1: you're you're the host of the podcast Mom. <laughs> Stop being a spectator. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, because I have it written down that, like, nobody cares. And, like, Peter and Maxie are looking at each other and Sasha's, like, super awkward. (laughs) The,
0: The whole thing. And just a lot of the exchanges, like, Maxie is just being awkward and, you know, Nina's all like, you know, we love each other. And Maxie's like, yeah, I saw the ads. And then she, like, playfully sort of threatens Valentine, And then, like, Sasha has no concept of what's actually happening between Obrecht and Valentine.
1: I was laughing at what so... Nina said to Peter and Valentine. She's looking at them. They're looking at each other, giving each other some weird looks and she's like, I don't really care about what's going on between you two right now. I have this to say. (laughs) (laughs) I did like that.
0: So that's the thing about them. It was awkward, but they do awkward, like, with such style and with such quick lines. And Nina, like, the actress, Michelle Stafford, she has that comedic element that we say that, like, Franco has and Finn has. All these other characters have. So they're always hilarious together. But I love how Maxie and Peter got out of that celebration. They kind of were just like, oh... We got something personal
1: to deal with,
0: so we're gonna just be having a less awkward time <laughs> at that over table. Over
1: here, sta- staring at you through my mirror. <laughs> right.
0: Okay. So now, so now Sasha is not exactly a villain anymore. She's coming in on on Nina's side, and she's no longer playing Valentine's game. And no. she's not shy about telling Nina, "Don't do it. Don't do it." Without much reason, but she's just like, "I just don't think you should." Based on all the dirt you told me. Not because I know anything.
1: Right. She's becoming likable because she cares about Nina. And I like Nina. Yeah. So I think.
0: Okay. I know I'm never right. But I'm thinking I might be. This time. I don't even have confidence that I'm going to be right. (laughs)
1: Okay. So. (laughs) Because
0: remember I was saying that like. I think Sasha is going to really like Nina. And she might come to a place where she's forced To put her relationship on the line which means giving up this person that's sort of filling that mom void for her just so she can save her which I wonder what that's going to do when it comes out that she's not her daughter and Willow is because what's going to happen there you abandon that daughter but then you prefer your fake daughter well Nina didn't abandon Willow but Willow may have some I feel abandoned feeling (laughs) that's going to make for other interesting stories it's going to be a disaster so last week you asked me if I thought that Mina, no, sorry, Maxie and Peter would sort of like solve this thing, and I just wasn't sure how far Maxie would go in really trying to investigate anything. So
1: it took two seconds, and they cracked the code, and it looks like they are getting their DNA on. Oh my gosh, I was laughing though because when Peter says to Maxie something like "I have something to tell you," and she's like, her rating, her rating scale, I forget what she said. She's like. Is it that you're Nathan's brother, like on the scale? Yeah. Oh, oh my god, I was giggling. Oh god, my dead husband's brother, and I was just like,
0: all right, I guess, I guess we can joke about it. It's not too soon. Um, <laughs> it's just so weird. Uh, yeah, so. I, I guess that's the difference, you know, because I think Peter had said it last week. The difference between you and I and Valentine is that we made mistakes, but we learned from them. And he proved it by literally having no secrets between him and Maxie.
1: Yeah. Like, he just
0: told her everything he knows at that point. And they were able to to put everything together. But in that moment, when they kind of, like, solved this, I was just like, are you dating Spinelli again or are you dating Peter? Because the last time she was <laughs> oh. in a couple that solved crimes, it was with Spinelli. So I was just like, what's happening here? Nerd alert. But...
1: Um, <laughs> so she has a type. It's a mix between Nathan and Spinelli is Peter. Yeah.
0: Oh, <gasps> he is nerdy slash cool.
1: Uh-huh. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting.
0: <laughs> yes, he's, he's a balance. So, okay, so there is one thing that Maxi said that I just have to call her on a little bit. And I get it. In, in the context of the story right now, Obrecht is the good guy and valentine is more of a villain even though they're both villains yes the thing the thing is is that maxi was like valentine is way worse than obrecht and that's saying something because obrecht kept her cousin robin captive for years oh. everyone thought she was dead so i'm like
1: right. really good
0: point <laughs> you know? so that, that's that's how much worse valentine has got to be but for her to kind of go to bat for Obrecht and I don't know like Maxie has a strange power over Obrecht like Obrecht is a scary person but when it comes to Maxie you know Maxie can actually stand up to her so I don't know I kind of wonder if Maxie were to go straight to Obrecht I wonder if Obrecht would crack
1: I feel like and I could. wonder
0: and I because the thing is like isn't the whole point of why she's not saying anything because Val- like she's basically Valentin might kill her like isn't that the whole that's gotta be yeah. the only thing she's concerned about. So I wonder if that would have her kind of working with
1: with Peter and thing <laughs> And then they're all gonna like bond and be happily ever after. The weirdest family ever that Anna's gonna just be making sulky face in the background. Oh, that's sort of a cherry on top.
0: I find it a little, <laughs> I find it super freaking amusing. Um I what know else? You do. What else was amazing this week is that we got a little visit from Spencer, who apparently can take flights and pop in whenever he wants without his legal guardian being none the wiser.
1: (laughs) It's Spencer. What can you do? He just... Right?
0: So he wants (laughs) to know if Sunny can help him coffee-wise to deal with Lulu's attacker. And Sonny told him, You're gonna have to unscourge yourself. So it was a very interesting conversation. <laughs> wow. These two are hilarious. And I don't know, Sonny's right. I, I just thought that he would kind of like handle it for him. I didn't think he would kind of force like Spencer to tell Laura what he did, but I obviously think it's in Spencer's best interest if Laura knows any and all information that Valentine has over them in advance. I-
1: Yes, because if that comes out later, it's just going to be so horrible for Spencer. And he doesn't have much family and needs people. You know, he needs people. He's so cute. He's like, it's not going to be a problem if I stay here, right?
0: <laughs> <I'm just> so <laughs> They're so adorable. Like, I just love, love their relationship. He's so special. We can never age Spencer. Um, So he just of has to catch up. <laughs> or Emma has to come back and can <laughs> like, date her. Um, okay, so, so Willow is not, she's not that mousy. Like, she's bold enough to, like, talk to Julian. She's bold enough to go up to Brad and be like, you know who I am. I'm Wiley's mother. And I want a relationship with him. But I'm not going to have one. I was like, what is she doing? Like, when she had asked for a relationship with him, I thought she had lost her damn mind. I'm like, what are you doing? And so for a whole commercial break, I'm, like, swearing at this girl until it comes (laughs) back. And she's all super sane again, being like, no one could know. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're speaking Brad's language. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, he was, like, lighting up. But that little babe, the smiles on his face, that cute baby. And then when... A oh, Willow was saying something. The baby just looked at her like straight in the face and like smirked and smiled. Oh. Do you know? Do
0: you know when he did that? He did that in response to when she said, "I want a relationship with him." <laughs> yes. He yes and I was right. like, Poor <laughs> you. Your mama is in jail. It's not her. <laughs> it's not her. Your mama, Your mama cra- cra- is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to meet her. <laughs> oh man, she's she's sort of like Franco's mom. She's that yes. level. She's doing arts and crafts. Okay, I'm sorry. Why wouldn't Michael take Chase up on his offer to just stop any correspondence between them? Like, good for you. You found inner peace.
1: I think he digs the crazy a little bit. (sighs) He's
0: so messed up. Like, can't... Whatever. (laughs) I'm just not even gonna... I just think it's completely nuts. Because at one point, he told the doctor, I don't want to, like, don't pass on any messages from Nell. But now you're like, I'll welcome any and all holiday cards. From her, whatever I, I I don't get it. But another important lesson that Michael got when talking with Chase is that Chase is with Willow, and Willow and is the got Auntie it. Janelle. <laughs> yeah, but isn't like everyone the Auntie Janelle? I, know. I was just like, come on, Chase. Like I don't mm-hmm. like that. Don't compare with your ex. Just compare her to what you want out of life. Mm-hmm. And most people are not going to be Janelle. Okay, I don't want to say this, and I don't want to say this, like, in an insulting way. But, I mean, I don't know. Michael has a tendency to kind of go for Chase's... Uh... <gasps> <gasps> yeah, that's a nicer way to put it than what I was going to say. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, I don't know. So, I, I know that before, like, there's a lot of, like, oh, Willow might end up with, like, Michael you know, to be with the baby or all this stuff. But I don't know, like, pardon me, in that scene, I was thinking, I don't know, maybe Willow would see Michael as sort of the enemy after a while, you know? Like, I don't know what's going to happen when the truth comes out, but Um, I don't know if she'll necessarily see him as a love interest or maybe a person who represents a lot of bad for her that took her baby when he didn't actually take her baby. And maybe she'll turn crazy for a little bit. Who knows?
1: And then you will love
0: her. (laughs) <laughs> oh, for sure. He will love the crazy out of her. But that, okay, I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever like seen a new parent, and I know it's a soap opera, but that's what you do when you have a baby and you're tired and you need coffee. You're going to a five star hotel restaurant to get that cup of coffee. Uh, Brad likes
1: to go places he's not supposed to be when the baby's <sighs> supposed to be sleeping. <laughs>
0: i was just laughing at that like as a parent i'm like yeah that's that's what you do that's what you do you put your baby in a bow tie
1: that's just Wednesday <laughs> for me it just, it's, it's just super a- practical and the outfit's clean and it's like super practical you know when you're like going out and your baby spits up and you know <laughs>
0: that's exactly what all parents that's that's what all parents do actually it's, it's been super fun and easy for me i know <laughs> you can see all the hotels i've been to just for coffee because you know I'm a little tired when you're never sleeping. So I don't know. My advice to Brad is if you want to hold on to that baby a little longer, get yourself a Keurig, get yourself a coffee machine, whatever you gotta do, just stop running around to these fancy adult places where you're gonna bump into adults who are the parents or think they're the parents of your baby. <laughs>
1: it was but all- oh, sorry. <laughs> I was thinking that, you know, when Brad was there. And Michael and Willow and Chase and I was and like, Chase is up. holy, what the heck is going on here? Like, he was
0: so annoyed. He's like, this is not my scene. I just want to take my baby and go. And Michael is like insisting on, no, I've got time. <laughs> I'm going to keep holding your baby, whether you like it or not. Because yes, your baby, <laughs> yeah, your baby is the only thing keeping me going. I was just like, oh, jeez. That <laughs> thing. That whole thing was just really hilarious and I think, I think he's learned his lesson. So, to the worst op in history, what what is Anna doing here? Like, what's going on with a Robert Finn thing? Is that how uh, negotiations work? Do you give your target yeah. everything they want first? She and then be her, like... Her,
1: her, her, what is it? Her
0: way? Her touch? <laughs> like, if her you're... Like, like, if this guy can make you in a minute blind, I might add... Is that when you maybe should retire? Take like a break. Lost just stay
1: home? Go to but the like, spa.
0: Like all she had to do was sit there and be quiet, or just not come. And that's the thing. She won in the sense that he had the virus because she didn't know that he had the virus and that he was temporarily temporarily blind. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing was just ridiculous. And I'm like, you guys are not, you guys are not good at this. And now you're just gonna go give him the surgery, give him everything he wants. It's like I don't recall you guys setting Brit free. And then being like, okay, now will you hold this? That's so not how it works. So I, I, I don't know. It's so gender know. bias. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't even know what that means. But <laughs> also, you know what else? I don't know what it means. Met and Olivia's Valentines. It was there. Oh my god. It, it was, was so th- weird. It was. It so was thrown weird. in. But you know what I, I was can't... thinking? I'm like, is this what it's like to be so rich? Where you're like, I live in a mansion. I have a bajillion rooms. I have servants. I am fed up of these servants. I need to be served by new people. Let's go to a hotel. It's like, because we know you're not lacking in space or privacy in your mansion. But now it's like, what is that? And I was just like, all right, I guess you guys need your hotel room. And then, and then Ned, because they're already married, they've been together, he like is raising her son. And then he's all like, I'm all in with you. I'm like, now you're all in with you. She like, <laughs> She she was like first lady of Port Charles with you. She supported you during an election. She supported you when you lost an election. I didn't know what that meant. I don't know if it meant like I'll adopt pets with you. I didn't know what that meant.
1: But continue to be all in with her. I'm not not I don't know, maybe they
0: renewed their relationship. I, I don't know, but I mean at least they're happy. So that's cool. And I vaguely remember the drunken incident he's talking about.
1: Okay, yeah, I don't remember. Well, I wasn't watching. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so to so one
0: of the more surprising events. So like the whole time, Carly was being standoffish with yeah, Sunny. Yeah, it's so weird. I was like, all right, well, I know that they have a lot of problems, but like, which one is she specifically worried about? Is it that her daughter's boyfriend is dying? Is it that her stepdaughter is in a cult, deep in a cult? Or is it that her father-in-law has Alzheimer's and we don't know how bad it's going to get in the next coming weeks and what support he'll need? Which mm-hmm. problem is it? Or the fact that her son <laughs> lost his child. Which problem is it?
1: New problem, then, new problem, new problem.
0: <laughs> and I was like, no offense, but yeah, I was like, that's a new problem. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> what? 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 They're like enjoying their lives. They're like, you know, our Make kids are growing. Favor- yeah, that was and, then, and then he takes her to work for Valentine's. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, he's really playing all the stuff. He's taking you to work, oh. and then she does that, and I'm like, So you want this trip or not? <laughs> Girl, I, <don't> know. <laughs> I know, right? I right. don't know. Okay, I don't.
1: I don't want to say anything. I will say it. It's menopause.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Did you take that test? Like, did you take a test? Or, yeah, I don't know. It's a gut feeling. <laughs> it's a gut feeling that it's not a baby. But, I mean, it's, like... But she took two tests. I, I don't know. I still don't believe she's pregnant.
1: Ah! <laughs> 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 you would think that by now, Sunny
0: would have get the snip-snip.
1: Just, like, you know, just... To- right? 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 Right?
0: Like, I just think that, like, I don't know, me personally, I'm just, like there's a point where you're like, we can't take the risk no more. We need <laughs> to bet at a hundred percent certainty that it's not going to go down. you got to do something to make that happen.
1: That's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: so congrats to, I mean, it, if she's pregnant, that's a big deal because they lost Morgan and this will be like a biological <laughs> child. I can't talk about it any further uh, than yeah, this. I can't. So, I can't. <laughs> uh, Like when your babies are younger than your grandbabies. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna go there. <laughs> I, I. This is more. I <laughs> dig. It's funny because like Carly doesn't have any grandbaby. Well, she does. Okay, I can't. It's still true <laughs> for both of them. It's super gross. Um. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see.
1: We'll see. see to what, be continued. We'll see <laughs> what happens
0: in nine months. So we're in so proper that could be a year and a half to three months, depending on the kind <laughs> of pregnancy. This is so that happened. <laughs> so that might be the name of our podcast. Actually,
1: <laughs> I'll write that down. <laughs> oh my god! All right. So on that
0: note, have a good
1: weekend it is it's, yes yeah, it's and it's family day weekend in Ontario so we get an extra day that's such a make-believe holiday we don't <laughs> have that here <laughs> it's like, it's Quebec like, doesn't care about family <laughs> <laughs> no they
0: don't so to everyone else celebrating family day or just the weekend um enjoy <laughs> bye,
1: bye. <laughs>